Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient to the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the Village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. We also service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. You can visit ellenbecker.com for more details. My guest today is Khalil Ali, field consultant for the Advest 529 College Savings Plan. Thank you so much for joining us, Khalil. Thank you for the invitation, Heather. Happy to be here. Yeah, this is great. We're going to talk today about college savings, every parent and grandparent's most exciting topic to dig into. There's a lot of uh, a lot of different thoughts out there, probably a lot of misconceptions or just maybe um, information that that our listeners can learn more from to really get that plan set for how how they're going to help their their kids or grandkids down the road for college. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of different ways to be able to save for college, and a 529 plan is, is one of those ways to be able to do so. Yeah, let's kind of dive in. If you want to give us, you know, background, certainly on yourself, Khalil, and the work that you do for Advest, as well as introducing this 529 plan for those that maybe aren't as familiar with it. Sure. So I've been in the financial services industry over 13 years, I've worn a, a few different hats throughout my time frame w- within this industry. Uh, but what I do with Edvest is I'm, I'm a field consultant, so I work with individuals. I work with uh, employers because Edvest is a no-cost financial wellness benefit that's available. And then I also work with uh, advisors such as yourself to help their clients save to cover those future higher education expenses. Uh, so when you look at a 529 plan, a lot of people are like, well, what is that? Well, a 529 plan is a method to be able to save to cover those future higher education expenses. So it's an account that an individual is able to open up. And so to be eligible to open the account, you have to be at least 18 years old, have a U.S. Social Security number or tax ID number, and then you're going to need a permanent U.S. resident. So you cannot put a P.O. box down as the uh, address when you set up the account. But you're able to save for anyone. So a lot of times people think I can only save for a child or a grandchild or a niece or a nephew. But it can be anyone uh, that you have the desire to save for to help cover those future education expenses. So let's say you have a really great relationship with your next door neighbor and you're in a financial position to save for their children's upcoming uh, college expenses. As long as they're willing to provide you the information needed to set up the account for them to be the beneficiary. So you would need their first and last name, their date of birth, their social security number. If they're willing to provide that information to you, then you'd be able to set up that account for them. Mm-hmm. And so when saving with the 529 plan, all the contributions into the account are going to be after-tax contributions. You do have the ability to select from a variety of portfolios that are going to be available within the plan. And then those fund, those contributions will grow tax-deferred or tax-free. And then when you use those for qualified higher education expenses, when the beneficiary is ready to start their college education, those are going to be tax-free distributions from the account. 
So a few examples of those qualified expenses, think of the big ones. So tuition, room and board, uh, books, if, once they're enrolled, if there's any type of uh, fees or expenses, so maybe they're a science or an engineering or even a medical major, and there's a lab associated with a particular class, and there's a lab fee. That lab fee is an example of a qualified expense for them. And then you can even purchase a laptop or tablet or whatever instruments might be utilized to complete assignments on at some point in the future. As long as the beneficiary of the account is going to be the primary user, that too is an example of a qualified expense. Okay, great. And I'm thinking this through as well. I've got two kids in college right now. They do have 529 plans through Advest. And, you know, we've been using those to to pay for the things that you've mentioned. How does the reimbursement work? Sure. So a couple ways to take that distribution from the account to cover those expenses. First, I'll say you want to take the distribution or the reimbursement in the calendar year in which the expense occurred. So right now it's spring break time for a lot of colleges and universities. So you paid spring tuition already. You want to take the withdrawal from the Edvest account if you pay, happen to have paid that tuition yourself and you're reimbursing yourself. You want to take that out of that withdrawal from the account in calendar year 2023. You don't want to wait until next year to do it because now you've got overlapping calendar years. And the reason being is you get a 1099 for the distribution taken from the Edvest account. Mm -hmm. uh, so you want that to line up in the year in which the expenses happen. So you can, uh, if, if your your children you know are timely and say, here's the tuition bill, and they give it to you in enough time to be able to take the withdrawal from the Edvest account. You can send the funds from Edvest directly to the college or university. As you stated, you can reimburse yourself, or you can, if you can't send it directly, you can have the funds come into your account and then write that check out to cover the, the, the bill for that semester. Yeah, so it keeps it more clean. Some of this takes a little bit of record keeping, but probably not overly onerous. No, not onerous. And, and I say to folks, once they get to that point where they're taking distributions from the account to cover expenses, create yourself a file folder, right? Mm -hmm. Like everyone does their taxes every year, so they've got their file of things that happened during the year. Just tuck those college expenses right in there with that same, that same file folder so that way you know what happened through the course of that particular year. Right, exactly. Exactly. And, and I know we're kind of diving into some of the real specifics <laughs> right? here. One more real specific is when they live off campus, right? So how does that work when you're paying rent to a landlord or when they're just buying food at the grocery store instead of, you know, when they're in the dorms, it's pretty straightforward on what room and board is. Right. So every college or university is going to pro provide or have available what is called a cost of attendance calculation. In that cost of attendance calculation, it gives a breakdown for on-campus living expenses, which is that room and board and has the meal plan. And then they provide a number or essentially an average for off-campus expenses. So you can take a withdrawal or distribution from your Edvest account up, in, up to that dollar amount that's provided to use to cover those things, like you said, uh, paying rent to a landlord. Perhaps it's groceries that need to be purchased. So uh, those are things that would be part of that off-campus living expense, but uh, only up to that stated dollar amount. Anything above that could be considered a non-qualified withdrawal from the Edvest account. Well, I'll tell you, that's a lot 
easier than trying to consider having your college student keep all their receipts for all the spending that they do. That's great. That makes it really, seems really like simple to a certain extent, right, and more seamless and without as much um, attention needed to some of the details, again, on what they're actually spending. So that's great. Right. And it's, again, it's just keeping, you know, maintaining your record. So if they're off campus and they've signed a, there's a lease agreement. So it states how much rent is going to be each month. If they're, you know, if there's four individuals in the house, you know, that rent's divided by four. So that's the responsible portion that, you know, I know you said you have two boys that your, you know, your boys might be covering for that. So then you just, you note that and you've got that in your file, essentially. That's great. That's great. So so maybe talk through some other, you know, concepts or or, or misconceptions even about the, the 529. I think one of the biggest misconceptions on a 529 plan is that you can only use the funds in the state in which the plan is created. So EdVest is Wisconsin's uh, direct sole college savings plan. So Uh, one of the misconceptions is, oh, I can only use the funds for colleges and universities here in Wisconsin. And that's absolutely false. You can use the funds from an EdVest account at a variety of schools, not only here in Wisconsin, but throughout the country, as well as some schools abroad. So qualifiers for you are, one, is that school currently accredited? And Mm -hmm. secondly, does that school accept federal financial aid? Those are the two big qualifiers right there. Every college or university is required to let you know their current accreditation status. So you can reach out to, if you've got a prospective student and you want to know, okay, what type of accreditation level is this somewhere? I want the beneficiary on this account to, con- you know, to, to think about uh, attending. Reach out and ask them. They'll provide you that status. You can also go to ed.gov. There's actually a link on their website that says school accreditation. You can click on that and type in the name of the school, and it's going to tell you. If if it pops up on that list, it's a currently accredited school. If not, it could be they're just not on that list. So, again, reach out to the school that the beneficiary plans on attending. Yeah, that's that's really important information, too, so you have a better sense of what what's going to kind of count and what's not. And I know that there's other ways to use the funds. We'll get into that in a little bit. Right. Maybe some of those like non-traditional ways. I think that is one one thing that savers do think about is what if my student doesn't go to, to four-year university or what if my student gets a full-ride scholarship, you know, but we can get, um, we'll get into those things after the break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group, and my guest today is Khalil Ali, Field Consultant for the Advest 529 College Savings Plan. So Khalil, let's talk through maybe some more of the like logistics of opening the account, adding to the account, decisions that you make along the way. Absolutely. So Edvest is considered a direct sold uh, college savings plan. So what that means for a new account owner or anyone looking to save with Edvest is you're going to open the account at edvest.com. Now, Edvest does have field consultants such as myself, and I have a colleague that covers uh, 
the northern portion of Wisconsin, Kevin Pitleski. So on the Edvest website, if you go to the website and you're not sure uh, that you want to do it online, you can reach out on edvest.com and set an appointment with Kevin and I for us to be able to you know, talk to you about your college savings goals and then walk you through uh, being able to set up that account. We'll go step by step and go through the, the online account creation for you. One of the things when you're opening the account is that you do have to decide as to how do you want to save for college. So Edvest offers you 24 different portfolio options. And so let me break those down for you. So our portfolio options uh, will go essentially kind of from conservative to more aggressive. The most conservative option that we have is our principal plus interest portfolio. So that particular portfolio, there's no loss to the principal or the contributions that you put in. It does have a guaranteed rate of return associated with it. It has a floor. It will never drop below 1%. It will not exceed 3%. And the rate that is provided to you is going to be locked in for the calendar year. So for 2023, that rate is 2.8% from January 1st to December 31st of this year, and it resets on an annual basis. Typically with that, uh, individuals who may be very risk-averse or may have a short time horizon for when they're going to utilize the funds, that may be a portfolio in which they may want to look at. Perhaps the most popular options, uh, and about 50% or so of Edvest accounts are allocated towards these, are what are called our enrollment year portfolios. So with the enrollment year portfolios, they use a, utilize an asset allocation mix uh, so those are going to be comprised of equity mutual fund interest, fixed income mutual fund interest, and then there's a cash component inside of there as well. So the younger the beneficiary, so let's say you have a newborn in the family or a new addition to the family, they're not going to be needing those funds for 18 years. So the enrollment in your portfolio that they would start in is going to start out with an 80% equity fund allocation, 20% fixed income, 0% cash. As the beneficiary gets older, the enrollment year portfolios make automatic adjustments to them where those percentages change. So it's going to go from an 80-20 mix to when they get to the in-school portfolio where that's going to be 50% of the capital preservation or the cash component, 15% equity funds, and 35% fixed income funds. So it goes from 80-20 to that 15 3550 on its own makes all those changes. There's nothing that the account owner has to do for the portfolio to make those changes along the way. Now, we also realize not everyone wants to be on that sort of glide path model, and some folks may want to create their own portfolios. And we definitely have those options available through either our single fund investment portfolios which give you a, a fixed income option. There is, uh, we've got a small cap portfolio. There's uh, large cap portfolios, both passive and actively managed are available within that. And then we also have some multi-fund portfolios, which will be either a conservative, a moderate, or an aggressive portfolio. And what the difference is going to be is just the allocation mix inside of those. So the aggressive portfolio is going to be 80% uh, essentially equity funds, 20% fixed income, 0% cash. The moderate portfolio is going to give you roughly a 50-50 blend. The conservative portfolio is going to kick in that cash component there. So 
37.5% cash uh, within that, 42.5% uh, fixed income, and the remainder, I want to say, mental math is about 17.5% there, <laughs> is going to be uh, in, in the equity portfolio there. So as a 529 account owner or Edvest account owner, you can select from one or several of the portfolios that are available. Your total allocation within the portfolios just have to total 100%. So there's a lot of flexibility in how you invest it and those choices that that you're making that kind of readjust for themselves. So it's a good mix of people that are really want to be active in the investment selections or if they just want to be able to know that it's being managed and watched, you know, and, and reallocated as the kids get older and closer to needing the funds. Exactly. At Edvest, we like to say we have a portfolio option that fits every style of investor that yeah. has a desire to save for college. So part of that as well is you can uh, make portfolio changes to the account. 529 rules and guidelines for all 529 accounts, not just Edvest, allow for two portfolio changes within each calendar year. And you can make contributions to the account however you see fit throughout the course of time. So while we say that Edvest has portfolio options for everyone to be able to select from, we also say that Edvest is designed to be able to fit any family budget. So you can open an account with as little as $25, and then the maximum uh, beneficiary balance that they can have is $545,500. So there's quite the range of, what, of a balance that you can have in the account. We had mentioned misconceptions earlier, uh, Heather, and I want to come back to one because one is that when you're saving for college, it's typically the parent or grandparent or whoever opened the account is the only one that can contribute to it, uh, and that's absolutely false. Anyone that you think, you know, friends, family members that you think would want to make a contribution to the account have the ability to do so. Edvest has partnered with YouGive529, and so it provides an additional layer of security. So you're not having to give out your Edvest account number. You'll provide this unique U-Gift code. It's a six-digit alphanumeric code that you can uh, actually create your own email distribution list from your Edvest account. So birthdays, holidays, mm -hmm. milestones within the beneficiary's life, you can send out this email with that code and those friends and family members will have it. They can make the contribution into the account. You know, so maybe grandma and grandpa want to make that birthday contribution in their aunts and uncles, you know. Instead of saying, you know, don't buy new toys, you know, for mm -hmm. a birthday or a holiday, let's make a gift that can reap dividends down the road by making a contribution to the 529 account. So you have that flexibility to be able to do so. And it also helps to reduce some of the burden that the account owner or parent may feel when it comes to saving for college. Well, and, and also just the, like that logistics of, of getting gifts into the 529, I think the gifter can feel really good about sending it directly instead of giving it to the account owner or the parent to have to then put it in and that sort of thing. So that's really kind of empowering on that side too. Yeah, and an additional added benefit is if the not only the account owner, but if the, the gifter is a Wisconsin resident and taxpayer, here in the state of Wisconsin, you can claim a state tax deduction for contributions into the Edvest account. So the maximum state tax deduction per beneficiary is 3000 
$860 for tax year 2023. Uh, Wisconsin's actually a tax filing deadline state, so if you haven't filed your uh, taxes, you have up until the tax filing deadline to make a 2022 contribution uh, into an AdVest account. But for the uh, a, a giver or a gifter into the AdVest account, on the YouGive 529 site, you, um, you'll set up your own profile. And mm-hmm. so you have records of what you've given into anyone's AdVest account. So someone who's giving a gift can also claim the state tax deduction as well, as long as they're a Wisconsin resident and tax filer. Yeah, especially if they put it, or they have to put it directly into the account. They have to put it directly into the yep. account. If they give, you know, if they write a check and give it to the, in, in the example we're talking, if they give it to the parent, mm-hmm. then the parent has to deposit and then they're putting it into the account. So if you want to give the gift and, and, and look at claiming that state tax deduction, Ask the, you know, the AdVest account owner, do they have a U-gift code that they can provide you? If they don't know how to get it, have them reach out to me. I can help them figure, <laughs> help sure. them find it on their account. Depending on where you're at in your state tax bracket for Wisconsin, you could be saving paying taxes, um, uh, which would be about like 5 6 or 7% of what that contribution would have been. Mm-hmm. So a few hundred dollars, depending on you know how, how big your gift is, that's just more to be able to give again, right? Right. <laughs> Thinking and, about it that way. And in Wisconsin, while there is the maximum deduction of that 3860 for a tax year 2023, if you give a gift larger than that, Wisconsin has what's called a carry forward provision. So any excess dollar amount over that maximum state tax deduction, you get to claim in future tax years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important too. And again, just some record keeping on it and making sure your tax preparer is aware of of the gift that you gave and it carries forward that yeah is important right you definitely want to next let your tax preparer know that you have made a contribution into a 529 account so that they can you know make sure that you're getting all the deductions Mm -hmm. uh, that you are eligible for yeah i think that is one of the things i know we talk to our clients about and that can be a kind of it's it's a somewhat little known for some people especially um the carry forward for sure well, let's take a short break, and then when we come back, we'll, we'll get into some other, other pieces of saving and spending the college fund. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group, and my guest today is Khalil Ali field consultant for the Advest 529 College Savings Plan here in Wisconsin. So Khalil, talk more a bit about like how how to again fund work with the Advest, fund the Advest, working with the website, some things like that. Yeah, so on the website there's a variety of different tools to not only help narrow down, you know, the available portfolios that you should that you could be able to select from. There's a risk tolerance calculator tool on there. We also have a college planning calculator tool on there. So as a, a prospective account owner, current account owner, anyone can utilize this tool. And so what it does is you're able to put in uh, the name of the beneficiary that you're saving for, their age, put in a prospective college start date, let's say age 18. You Mm -hmm. put in how much you're currently, uh, if you've already started saving prior to opening the AdVest account, or if you're an AdVest account owner, you can put your current balance in there. 
you can also will want to put in what you're currently saving. So if you're making contributions on a monthly basis, uh, $25, $50, $100, whatever that dollar amount is, you populate that in. The calculator does utilize a hypothetical rate of return of 6%, but it also gives you the ability to look at either the average uh, national cost of attendance and room and board for a four-year university, or you can uh, select from the drop-down box and pick any specific college or university throughout the country. And it's utilizing the data that we have been provided by those colleges and universities. So it's going to have, whether it's in-state or out-of-state, it's going to provide that tuition expense for you. On the calculator, it does also assume a hypothetical inflation rate for college expenses. Uh, so uh, defaults to 5%, you can change that to 6% if you think the cost of college is going to decrease. You can change that percentage on the inflation rate as well as you can change the percentage rate on the hypothetical rate of return. But it is then going to tell you and help you get a better picture of of how you're, what you're doing to meet your college savings goals. So it will say, you know, based on what you've currently saved and what you're contributing, will you meet that college savings goal? Will you have a shortfall? Will you have an excess? If there's a shortfall, the calculator will tell you, you know, in order to meet your goal, this is what you may want to look at additional contributions on a monthly basis. Now, this can be a little bit overwhelming at times because mm -hmm. the cost of a college education on, on average right now, uh, here in the state of Wisconsin, four-year public university, just tuition only is about $17,000. So we're not factoring room and board, you know, books, anything like that. So you have to add that on there. I think UW-Madison's about, what, 25000 all in? All in. Right. About that. That's kind of what we use on, yeah. Back so, of the envelope math. So mm -hmm. 25000 all in, four years, that's $100,000, right? So it may show you like, all right, you're on pace to save $60,000 and you have a $40,000 shortfall, right? So that additional contribution number can be overwhelming for folks at times. Do not let that prevent you or deter you from starting to save for college or continuing to save for college. Because what you have saved and what you'll be able to utilize is going to help reduce or potentially even eliminate any need for student loans in the future. And that's a really important piece that you just said, that this act of saving, no matter what it is, is going to be helpful. And especially when you start, if you can start on the early side and you have all those years of the tax-free growth, as well as being able to kind of figure out other ways to, to get more funds into that, into the 529. Right. And so we like to say it's never too late to start. So if you're hearing about EdVest for the first time today uh, when you listen to this and the person you want to save for is already in high school, mm -hmm. whatever you contribute and save is going to make an impact. What you save could be a potential determining factor in, in that individual thinking, yes, I can go to college, right? Or if you're, as you stated on the early and you're able to start, there's that new addition to the family and you start now, right? Yeah. Have those conversations with them, you know, when it feels appropriate to you as the account owner and let them know, hey, I've been saving for you to be able to go to college. So, you know, 
let them know and understand that college is an available option to them. Right, right. And like you said, if they have that, the extra funds will be helpful when they're making the decisions on college or not college, which college, <laughs> you know, where it is and that sort of thing. I think that's really important to for all of us to keep in mind. I think, you know, when it comes to paying for college, the 529 plans are a great tool for saving and accumulating at whatever point. And there's other places that in the in during during their college years, you'll be able to utilize to at least, you know, whether it's your current income and cash flow, if it's taking on some debt, which I know most of us want to try to avoid, but there are different student loan and parent loan options, taking from different savings vehicles. You know, there's a lot of different options there. That's really not what we're going to dig into today about, but that is, you know, that's why the Advest is just a great, a great base to start with. Right, and I'm glad that you you uh, framed it as a base. So, um, in, in the monthly webin uh, Advest webinar series that I host, there's a particular slide that shows w- how to pay for college, and it looks like the old school food pyramid. That, mm-hmm. and I'm probably dating myself by the food pyramid <laughs> reference, but on the base of that pyramid is, is savings, right? So, be that your five two nine plan whether it's you've just made the decision uh, to have funds in a savings account, maybe you've got a taxable brokerage account, whatever you have saved, you want to utilize the savings as the basis for that pyramid. The next step is what you may have available and what you may qualify for in terms of grants, scholarships, or work study. These are three examples of funds that are available to you that you don't have to pay back. And then if there is still a shortfall in terms of covering the overall expense, then you can look at utilizing student loans to cover that remaining gap. But if the savings and the the scholarships and grants are enough to cover that, you've eliminated that need to take out a student loan uh, to cover those higher education expenses. Right. Mm -hmm. And that college calculator, like, like you pointed out, is really helpful in a very dynamic way to say what if school looks like this for them? What if school looks like that for them? And what might that shortfall or or over-accumulation, depending on where they're at, you know, um, I don't think that that's necessarily a, det- that, that's not a deterring factor to saving typically is, am I going to overfund it? But I think that that is something that, you know, we'll want to kind of discuss, right? We've talked about how to get funds into the 529 how you can set it to grow in the way that you're comfortable with, um, you know, how you're going to spend it with so many variables on what what education looks like for, for kids in the future. You know, that's, I think, something that we'll want to be able to go through as well. Yeah, and, and, and the goal is to be able to save to have enough to cover all of the expenses. And if there is an excess, those funds are, are definitely going to be available to be able to utilize. So there's a variety of different things that you can do with those excess funds, or perhaps even if the student that you're saving for makes the decision that they don't want to go to college. So uh, we can definitely dive deeper into to all of those. Uh, I guess we can phrase those as alternative uses uh, for the 529 account. Yeah, absolutely. I know that, you know, while while kids are in school, I think there's a, a definite, you know, college prep, college, you know, four-year university slant at a lot of school districts that I think is also, you know, changing um, with more 
more alternatives for, for students and what they see as their future. And, and also college savings or, you know, uh, Advest Savings is, is useful for that. So we'll dive into that when we get back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor, and my guest today is Khalil Ali, Field Consultant for the Advest 529 College Savings Plan. Okay, Khalil, let's let's talk about, I think what sometimes people feel might be a risk is saving too much because maybe their student or their child doesn't use all of it for a traditional four-year university. How about we talk through, you know, different ways to look at college savings if, if you're not sure what the future holds for your student? Sure. And, and that's actually a question that, that comes up quite a bit for us. Uh, so the address funds, um, the general premise is, yes, these are, it's a, a college savings fund, so to be utilized for a traditional four-year public-private um, college at a college or university. Address funds can also be used at uh, two-year technical and community colleges. So if someone doesn't want to go the, the traditional four-year route, they can go there. You can also utilize EDVEST funds for federally approved apprenticeships. So that was part of the SECURE Act uh, that was passed a couple years ago. So uh, it is designed to be able to cover the fees and expenses associated uh, with those federally approved apprenticeships. Uh, another portion of that was that you can take, uh, you can do repayment of up to a lifetime maximum of $10,000 for uh federal student loan repayment for a beneficiary or their siblings. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can also utilize Advest funds to cover uh, K-12 through tuition expense up to $10,000 per year. So you can use it to, to fund schooling prior to uh, starting the college education, uh, and you have a variety of ways to use it, you know, within, you know, like I said, the two-year tradition, uh, technical or community college, Edvest funds are not just for the undergraduate degree either. You can use Edvest funds. So you, you mentioned, what if there's an excess? All right, let's say the beneficiary wants to go to grad school, right? And earlier I said, what if they're an engineer or, you know, they're a science major or they're a doctor? That is several years of schooling with grad school. Those excess funds can be utilized for grad school expenses. So uh, master's program, PhD. So Again, funds are available. These are qualified uses for the funds. Uh, again, you just want to look at it and make sure you know you're, you're looking at those qualified expenses. Those biggies again are tuition, room and board, books, fees, uh, laptop, tablet. So those are the big ones there. With Secure Act 2.0, um, there was just recent legislation passed in the end of 2022 where you will be able to utilize funds in, in a 529 account to make a contribution or conversion to a Roth, into a Roth IRA for the beneficiary. Now, that legislation is not, it has been passed, but it has not gone into effect yet. It's going to go into effect. Right now, the date is set for 2024. Okay. Uh, so there's still a little bit of time to see how everything uh, fleshes out with that legislation. But things that we do know about it right now is that the account has to have been open for 15 years. Okay. Right? So there, there's a time mm-hmm. component there. Yeah. You cannot uh, use contributions that have gone into the account within the past five years. And then there is a maximum 
of $35,000 that can be used for that Roth conversion. That's right. really interesting. They they certainly tightened up with some of those rules like what could be a loophole to get more Roth funds. That's a whole different conversation that that's going on in my brain right now. So that's that's really great. I think, you know, when when you think about saving for college and if it's not all used. I mean, what happens when if a kid gets a scholarship? Let's talk about that too. Sure. So if the beneficiary receives a scholarship, you can do what is called a scholarship withdrawal. So on the scholarship withdrawal, you can do a uh, you can withdraw from the Advest account up to the amount of the scholarship. Example, let's say $10,000, right? You can withdraw $10,000. You are going to be subject to your federal and state income taxes, but you will not have the 10% penalty, federal penalty, as if it were a non-qualified distribution. Okay, that's important, right? So it's it comes back to you. There's going to be a, a bit of a tax impact, but there's no penalty. We always want to avoid penalties if possible. Right. And, and the taxes is only on the earnings portion in the account. So keep in mind, folks, yeah. all the contributions into your Advest account are after-tax contributions. Your earnings have grown tax-free for a year, two years, 10 years. No matter what the time, you've had the opportunity for tax-free growth in the account. So if you were to take a non-qualified distribution from the account, you pay your fe- you're subject to your federal and your state income tax on the earnings portion as well as that 10% federal penalty. Only on the earnings portion, though, your contributions cannot be retaxed. So that is that penalty only on the earnings as well, or is the penalty on the entire withdrawal? Only on the earnings. Okay. Yeah. And of course, we were also talking about you know what what started that piece was was the scholarship withdrawal where there is no penalty. Right. Um, similarly, that they've added in over the years, right, different qualified expenses like you mentioned, K through twelve. Um, what what about within family members, outside of family members? Like, what can you do if really there's just excess in one child's or maybe the only child's uh, 529 plan? So you'll have the ability when you set it up as an Edvest individual account uh, versus a UGMA or UTMA. That is the Uniform Gift to Minors Act. So. On that particular account, a UGMA or UTMA account, the beneficiary is actually the owner of the account. They take assume, they can assume ownership at age 18. Mm-hmm. So you open an individual account. As the account owner, you'll have the ability to be able to uh, name a new beneficiary on the account. Uh, so you could, if you want to, to go back to school for yourself and there's excess funds for one of your boys, you could create a, you know, change the beneficiary to yourself and utilize those funds for yourself. You can uh, transfer and name a new beneficiary to anyone in the immediate family, including a first cousin. Okay. So there's quite a bit of flexibility in terms to who can use the funds in the account. And there's no timeline as to when the Advest funds have to be utilized. So let's say there is only one child and they didn't go to college or they didn't utilize all those funds. You can leave those funds in the Advest account and potentially change it to a future beneficiary. So if you become a grandparent, mm-hmm. you know, you can name that that new grandchild as the beneficiary on that account there. And I think that's where the K through 12 expenses being qualified can be so helpful because as a grandparent, you would potentially be able to still see those funds being used exactly. if it went to the grandchild. 
And if it didn't, if it wasn't saved all the way until their, you know, until their post-secondary. Right. And um, yeah, I think that that's really, that's all really great information. When and then when you said immediate family, that includes like blended families too, correct? Like where it's the step st- to the other step children it can transfer to. Yes. Yeah, so on the Advest website, uh, there is a definition of immediate family, and it is it's very inclusive. So yeah. it, it, it's more than I can remember off the top of my head. <laughs> I, I don't have it in front of me. But on edvest.com, uh, there, there's a glossary in it, and part of that glossary is immediate family, and it gives you a full breakdown as so uh, what, uh, what and who is considered to be immediate family. That's great. Tell us a little bit more about the Advest website while we wrap up. So on the Advest website, it gives you the opportunity to uh, just – learn about the program, uh, see and view the different portfolios. You can see historical performance on the portfolios. We also offer a webinar series uh, twice a month. So my colleague, Kevin Pitleski and myself, uh, all the dates and times are listed for the remainder of 2023 on the website. So you can register for an Advest webinar that fits your schedule. If the time frames happen to not work for you, you also have the ability to schedule a one-on-one meeting with Kevin or myself, and you can do that. You can select whether you want that to be over the phone, or you can schedule that as a Zoom meeting. So again, you've got that flexibility to decide how you want to learn about Edvest and when you want to speak to someone about Edvest. And as always, we have our customer service line that's available to you Monday through Friday from uh, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I just really appreciate and and love the fact that there are those resources like you and Kevin and the phone line and the webinars. You know, we've t- covered a lot of different topics today, which may have raised additional very personal and unique situational questions. And for you to be able to be a resource, you know, for for people who who want more information and and want some clarity on things or or even just. Um, being able to give the option so they can make an informed decision. Right. That That's our, our primary goal is to provide education to any and everyone who wants to learn about saving for college and more specifically saving for college within the, the Advest 529 College Savings Plan. We are here to help you make that decision and to help you reach your college savings goals. That's just great. Well, Khalil, thank you so much for joining today. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. It's been an absolute delight to be able to share the information about the Advest College Savings Plan with you and your listeners. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. So Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m. and on Sundays from 12 to 1 p.m. If you like today's show and you want to know more, please visit www.ellenbecker.com or call us at the office anytime at 262 691 And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen.